Welcome into episode 19 of On The Move. I'm Josh Clark alongside Kenneth Nash. It's a big day in the sports world. It's opening day in the major in Major League Baseball. I'm excited. Kenneth's even more excited because he's going to spend it in the most exciting fashion at work as the Rangers are taking on the Cubs. Go Rangers. Sorry, Mr. Vance, about that, but we got to cheer for the home team. But we got some Choctaw sports to talk about as well. Big weekend for the MC softball and baseball teams as well as the golf tennis and track and field teams and we've got all of that coming right up along with a sideline session with senior pitcher from the MC baseball team Chris Crosby all that and more coming right up Starting things off on this episode of On The Move, we're going to talk a little bit of softball. The women were in action this past weekend up in Montgomery, Alabama, taking on the University of Auburn, Montgomery. Picked up a win in the first game, 4-2, but dropped the last two games of the series, 2-1 and 3-0. Yesterday, Wednesday, as we're recording this on Thursday, uh, the women were in action here at the MC Softball Complex in Clinton, Mississippi, on the campus of Mississippi College. They took on Union University non-conference games, even though it is a conference opponent, non-conference games. Very interesting. Picked up a two-game sweep of Union, an 11-8 win in the first game and an 8-0 shutout in the second game. And Josh, I know you were at the games. You got a chance to uh, experience them live and firsthand, some record-setting games, some uh, excellent performances on the mound. Josh, what did you see from uh, the softball team yesterday? Well, Kenneth, that first game was actually a lot longer than most softball games typically go. That first game lasted about two hours and 40 minutes. It was a pretty long game. And so we were we were like, wow, this thing's dragging because it was a lot of scoring in that first game. And obviously, uh, Liddy Choctaw's turning to the two pitchers that have kind of been their one-two punch for the majority of this year, and that's Hannah Creel in the first game and Corey Cooper in the second game. Hannah Creel was actually named, I believe, GSC, GSC Pitcher of the Week this past week after... Uh, set it, or pitching her first no-hitter against Miles last week in the midweek game uh, after they picked up that sweep. But she was on the mound for the first game and didn't necessarily have her best start, but she did enough to get the win. She pitched all seven innings, gave up 11 hits, eight runs, five of them earned, uh, a couple walks, six strikeouts. But the Lady Choctaw offense was there to help her, and it was cool because MC actually rallied a few different times. They were down 2 nothing in the second then they cut it to two to one. Then Union put it back to three to one. It's kind of a back and forth game until the bottom of the fifth inning, and that's where MC really poured it on. Shayla McKissick uh, driving in an RBI single, and then Emery Peavy driving in two RBIs with a double down the right field line. She actually, she cranked that ball, Kenneth, and it, like you could tell once she once the ball hit the bat that it was going to be at least two runs in. And so that's where they kind of picked up their lead, built it to eight to five. Then in the sixth inning, they pour on some more, make it eleven to five. So a lot of lot of a uh, lot of offense in that first game. And uh, Kristen Qualls, most most people know her as Rudy around here. She's Rudy. yeah, Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. yes, Rudy, the uh, senior on the Lady Choctaw squad, one of the seniors. She actually tied the MC RBI record for the softball program in that first game. And then in the second game, that eight nothing win, Kenneth, it was it was poetic. It was it was like you couldn't have written the script any better. Uh Rudy walks up, bottom of the fifth inning, walks up to the plate, 
hits a ball that is just barely foul, and she's trying to set that record. Bases are loaded, and it's already a it's already a two nothing game, and so it's like it, getting to the end. You're thinking, okay, they they've got this in the bag, but then she steps up. And I turn my phone on and turn on the video because I'm recording for a project that I'm doing. And I'm like, maybe I'll get something cool here. Maybe she'll get a line drive in the middle. She blasts a ball, like, down the left field line. You could hear the ball screaming as it left the park. And I think it almost it almost hit the baseball field. It almost did. She sent that thing down the left field line, out of the park, a grand slam. So four RBIs instead of one. So now she holds a comfortable lead on the MC school record and with 139 overall. And then... Obviously, Corey Cooper with a really strong performance on the mound. Six innings pitched. MC obviously getting the run rule. And three hits, 13 strikeouts. Just another dominant performance from the Lady Choctaws. And it was a good bounce back because Auburn Montgomery kind of got a little, or started out strong, kind of fell off in that second day in the doubleheader, lost 2 to 1, 3 nothing. But then they're getting ready for this Montevallo team that's kind of towards the bottom of the GSC standings. But at the same time, I was talking to some of the players and coaches after, and they were expecting, they think, they know Montevallo is a really fast team, a really aggressive team, and so they thought that this midweek series against Union was a really important one to kind of reestablish their confidence as they go into that homestand this weekend. Yeah, it's definitely been a successful year for the Lady Choctaws as they're uh, fighting to try to try to return themselves to the top of the, the conference standings and the conference, uh, the, find themselves on the pinnacle of the conference uh, mountain, so to speak. Uh, they're third in the conference right now, uh, nine and five overall, twenty-five and eight. Um, they lead Auburn Montgomery, who actually is ineligible for postseason play this year. So they actually lead Union um, by about a game, it looks like. Um, but they're they're looking to try to build a quick winning streak here as they're getting back into conference play um, this upcoming week. So definitely a successful uh, successful week for the Lady Choctaws. Uh, they will be in action. Uh, Pull this up real quick. They'll be, they'll be in action Friday uh, here at the MC Softball Complex in Clinton. Uh, they'll take on Montevallo, first pitch set for 6 p.m., and then a doubleheader on Saturday, first pitch of the first game set for 2 p.m. So Lady Choctaws in action. Make sure to join uh, join them at the MC uh, Softball Complex. And Kenneth, they're still in the top 25, still climbing. They're sitting at 21 right now and still moving on up the D2 ladder. So impressive stuff coming from the Lady Choctaws still, and they're about the midway point of their season. It's exciting times. And so now transitioning just outside of left field of the softball complex going into baseball, the Choctaws were also at Auburn Montgomery this past week. They were taking on uh, the Warhawks and picking up the series victory, two out of three, uh, winning the first game eight to five, the second game six to four, losing the third game four to two. And then they were also in action on Wednesday night uh, as the Lady Choctaws were taking on the Bulldogs. MC was taking on Arkansas Monticello over at Frierson Field. And Kenneth, as I was sitting in the bleachers, I was looking at, um, I was keeping up with the baseball game and I could, you know, hear some cheers, hear some quiet, uh, hear some music playing. And as I was watching the score, it was five to two in the bottom of the ninth. And I was like, okay, probably, probably it's not looking good for the Choctaws. And then rallying three runs, getting into extra innings, but then falling just short in 11 with a seven to five loss. And obviously you were there to call most of that game. And so, um, obviously disappointing to lose but impre- or you have to take some merit with the rally to get it to get it to extra innings after a three-run deficit was closed off but what did you see from that game 
Uh, definitely, it was a uh, it was a weird game for the Choctaws in that they they really they treated it truly like a midweek game. I believe they used eight pitchers last night um, through the eleven innings. Uh, they had used eight going into the ninth, and then Tim Holloway came on through the ninth, tenth, and eleventh. Um, it was a bit of a strange game, though. They definitely treated it like a midweek game. And Arkansas Monticello, really successful team. I believe they're third in their conference right now, the Great American Conference. Very impressive, um, yes. But they they played really well. They were they were led at the plate by Billy Cameron. He went two for five, had a run scored. Um, then they also were led by uh, Hunter Sykes, and he's the one who in the bottom of the ninth came up with uh, bases loaded, two outs, two two count, uh, slapped a single or pardon me, actually it was a double down the right field line, uh, drove in two runs, tied things up. Clutch. He really was the late catalyst, which we know Hunter Sykes definitely has a flair for the dramatic in his. Uh, time here at MC, but he was 2-for-5 with a run scored, three RBIs. They kind of led the way at the plate. Pitching-wise, it really, you know, nothing nothing out of the ordinary, nothing, you know, really to scoff at. Zach Ingram got the start on the mound. He threw two innings, gave up two hits, two runs, one earned. He walked one, struck out one, hit a batter. Uh, Hollinghead threw an inning in relief, scoreless with a strikeout. Dustin Dilley came on, struck out all three batters he faced in the fourth inning. Brandon Kennedy threw a scoreless inning. Christian Ballou threw a scoreless inning with a couple of strikeouts. Sam uh, Siako threw a scoreless inning. Uh, Garrett Ainsworth came on. He came on in the top of the eighth. Uh, 2-2 game, threw an inning, three hits, three earned runs given up. That's where Arkansas Monticello jumped out to that 5-2 lead. Then Tim Holloway, who unfortunately for him, I'm really kind of a uh, not a fair shake on that one. He came in, took the loss as they were able to, the Choctaw was able to tie it up in the ninth. He threw the ninth, tenth, and eleventh. Uh, gave up three hits, two earned runs two walks, three strikeouts. There was a period in the game where the, the Choctaw's bullpen, which has been kind of a, you know, probably the be- biggest area of question this year, had set down 14 in a row wow. uh, going into the, I believe, yeah. the eighth inning. So the, the bullpen, honestly, was pretty effective. I definitely think there were some positives to take from the game. Obviously, you know, you never want to take a loss like that. Yes. Um, want to jump back real quick, though, to uh, last weekend. That was, of course, conference play up in Montgomery. Picked up two wins against Auburn Montgomery. Uh, picked up an 8-5 win on Friday. Uh, first game Saturday, a 6-4 win. Didn't, then did fall 4-2 to two in the second game of that doubleheader. Uh, they did a, did a pretty good job, though, against uh, the Warhawks. Chris Crosby got the start on the mound in the Friday contest. Uh, he went eight innings, eight hits allowed. Four earned runs, two walks, three strikeouts. Even though the four earned runs are up there, eight innings, always solid. You love to see a starter be able to go that way. He picks up his third win of the season. Christian Ballou, who really has been a key factor in this bullpen this year. He's got a 2-6-1 ERA. Uh, He really kind of has come out of nowhere in terms of becoming a big role. He threw an inning, gave up just a, a run. It was unearned. He struck out one and walked one. He pitched really, really well. Chauncey Collier, who's one of the new faces on this team, picked up a home run. He's hitting over 300 this season. Uh, so he was a big catalyst. He had two uh, two extra base hits that game, the home run, and then he also had a double. That was in Friday's contest. Want to jump back over Saturday. Of course, they picked up a win 6-4 to four over Auburn Montgomery. Uh, Garrett Hollinghead got the start in that one. He's one of the new faces on this team as well. He uh, threw seven innings, eight hits, four runs, all four earned. One walk, four strikeouts. Brandon Kennedy came on in relief. Walked two, no runs allowed, though. He actually didn't record an out. Um, so just two walks, technically no innings pitch. Tim Holloway, who's been really, really effective this year. Uh, two innings of scoreless baseball, just one walk allowed, no hits. Uh, he came on in relief, picked up the win in that one. That was his first win of the season. And then, of course, they did fall in the uh, final game of that three-game set. 4-2. to two. Ryan Lane got the start, took the loss. He went all six innings, nine hits, four runs, three earned, 
two walks, six strikeouts, really a pretty actually successful start for him. Uh, the Choctaw offense just didn't have it in the bag that night. Um, but really, the, the, it's it's the team of they're, they're not playing poorly by any stretch. They're 16 and 12 on the season, nine and five in conference. Um, I think the strange thing to me is they're they're not playing well at home. They're four and five at uh, Frierson Field as opposed to eight and five on the road and four and two in, in uh, neutral site games, which is a little bit surprising. You usually want to you usually would think you'd see some you know home cooking when it comes, especially baseball, which is such a you know grinded out sport with three games in a weekend. Yeah, you'd think being home you'd see a benefit, but. Uh, they really have not played poorly. I think there's been some surprises in the bullpen. Obviously, I mentioned Christian Ballou with his 2.61 ERA has really been effective. Tim Holloway, who started out the season really you know, roughly, started debuted on February 16th against Quincy University, uh, didn't record an out, gave up three earned runs on three hits and a couple of walks. Uh, then he, I have to believe, his next seven consecutive appearances, no uh, runs allowed, just a handful of hits, has Turn got his around, ERA yeah. under two. Obviously, he had a rough night last night. Really. Tough situation for him, though, throwing in extras. He's the eighth pitcher of the game. Um, it was kind of late in the evening. But he's been really effective. I think they just, they, they, they're just they still struggling to get everybody clicking on the same day. When they do, uh, they really can dominate teams. They you know they picked up a 13-4 win against Lee uh, earlier this season, a 14-4 win against West Georgia. I mean, when they put it all together, they've got the talent. It's just a matter of finding it all at the same time. Getting right it all together. And, Kenneth, you mentioned last year there were 16-8 and eight at home. Um, even 11 and seven on the road, finished fourth in the conference. They currently sit fourth in the conference at about the midway point of the season. We're a little past the midway point, and like you mentioned, I mean, 16 and 12, not not the worst record. Fourth place, not the worst spot to be in at the midway point. But obviously, it's it's more difficult to accept that to kind of digest that when the expectations were set so high and, and that that can sometimes be an issue with teams that come in with high expectations is trying to meet those and they've had some injuries they've had some uh some boundaries they've had to get over get across but at the same time it, it seems as though they're they're still just trying to process all of that they're still like you said trying to get it all clumped together get it all working get it all every gear turning at the same time yeah, definitely, and they will be at in action um, this weekend as well. A little bit of a schedule change from the original uh, plan, which had them play in a couple games on Saturday and a game on Sunday. They will now play a 5 p.m. game on Friday against Montevallo here at Frierson Field, uh, Dick and Scoper Stadium. Then Saturday, they'll have a doubleheader. First pitch of the first game set for noon uh, with the second game shortly to follow after the first game. So a little bit of a schedule change. They're going to hit a, They've got six straight GSC games. They'll be in Clinton this weekend. They'll be in Memphis taking on Christian Brothers next weekend. This seems like a really pivotal six-game stretch. Uh, all games in conference. If you can pick up uh, a few wins, I think you've got a, a good opportunity to kind of right the ship. Christian Brothers at the bottom of the conference uh, right now. They're second to last. They're four and fourteen in conference play. Uh, Montevallo one ahead of MC. They're twelve and six in conference play and ranked third. So this is really kind of a pivotal time. Maybe steal a couple games at home against Montevallo, and then obviously you want to go to uh, Memphis and put on an impressive short showing against uh, Christian Brothers. So definitely a pivotal role. Let's go ahead and jump right over to uh, golf while we're talking about you know home uh, sporting events. The golf team was in action uh, this earlier this week. Uh, they had their home tournament uh, at Lake Caroline Golf Club in Madison, Mississippi, uh, part of the Mississippi College Invitational. They finished the tournament tied for third with a team score of 892. 
Um, and Josh, I got it, actually got a chance to go out to the tournament on Monday um, and you know, follow a couple of the players around. First of all, Lake Carolina so pretty. Uh, it was really a nice day. Absolutely. There was some rain earlier in the day. They had to push the start time back a little bit. But uh, it was really a fun time. But I think the Choctaws expected a little bit more of themselves in this home tournament. You know, you always want to perform well at the courts you practice at the most. Yeah. Yeah. Um, leading the way was Force Choi, the junior, who uh, often leads the way for the Choctaws. He um, just missed the all-tournament team by one stroke. Uh, he shot a final score of 220. That's four over for the tournament. Finished sixth. David Barry carded a 223, seven over. Put him in ninth. Uh, and then Seth Foshi was the last top 15 finisher for MC. He finished plus 11 at 227. Uh, Jacob Barry finished 19th with a score of 229, 13 over. And Zach Anderson carded a final score of 232, plus 16. So the Choctaws, you know, probably wanted to show off a little bit more here at their home tournament. Uh, but overall, you know, not a bad one. They, they got kind of lucked out. They got some bad luck in that Shorter University who won the tournament played one of the best tournaments in school history. Um, so the, the Choctaws will look to bounce back uh, on the golf course. Um, they will be, next time they're in action, a little a little ways away. It's not going to be until the GSC Championships, uh, the weekend of, or pardon me, Sunday, uh, April 14th, and then Monday, April 15th, and Tuesday, April 16th, up in Mobile. So they've got a good break to kind of, you know, take a step back, uh, reassess, reevaluate, get some practice in. Yeah, absolutely, and that that's that's that Easter week or the week before Easter. So, but as you mentioned, yeah, that it's it's disappointing to not finish really well or finish in first on your home course. But at the same time, it was their second best finish of the year. Their their best finish was, or actually, it was tied. I'm sorry, tied for their best overall finish of the year, tied with the Don Morris Invitational up in Union in Jackson, Tennessee. They finished third back in October, and obviously golf being that all-year sport, that year-round that never really stops besides maybe a little two-month span in the middle of winter, but they're, they're, they're taking steps forward. Like They started they started this semester off kind of rough at the Badger Invitational, finishing eighth, but then they go to fifth at the Buccaneer Classic, third with the MC Invitational, so impressive stuff from the golf team, and uh, we're rolling right as we're rolling right along here. We can cut right into track and field and tennis. Both those teams were in action this week or this past week as well. Track and field at the Al Schmidt Relays up in Starkville, Mississippi, over at uh, Mississippi State, and there was no team score for either of those. But obviously, to find the stats for those, you can go to GoChalkTales.com. Then at the Heinz Relays, just yesterday, men's team finishing third, women's team finishing in second. You can also see the full results at uh, GoChalkTales.com. Then the tennis teams had a busy weekend as well. Men's and women's tennis were playing uh, on the road. Men or women, men's tennis at Alcorn Christian Brothers in Delta State. They lost to Alcorn four to one, beat Christian Brothers four to three, but then lost to Delta State three to four. Women's team, on the other hand, having a pretty successful uh, weekend. They were at the same locations, beat Alcorn State four to three, beat Christian Brothers seven zero, and beat Delta State seven zero. So a lot of impressive stuff from them and. We also have our sideline session of the week with senior pitcher Chris Crosby, and we're going to play that for you right now. (laughs) 
Transitioning into our sideline session, uh, we've got Chris Crosby, senior right-handed pitcher for the Mississippi College Choctaws baseball team in studio with us. It's actually just me. Josh is not here for this interview today. Uh, class duty calls. Um, but we, we, Chris, uh, first of all, just welcome to the uh, welcome to the podcast. Hey, man. Appreciate it. Thank, thank you all for having me. Yeah, for sure. So um, we want to just kind of jump right in um, and just the, the first question we always like to ask transfers um, that come in and play sports here is kind of how they got to MC. Obviously, you transferred in from Mississippi Gulf Coast last year, um, but what was kind of what was kind of the recruiting pitch even from Coach Ayers? What got you to MC? Man, uh, it's kind of funny because uh, what honestly sold me on it was the we got a pitching coach here. He's like, first questions you ever asked me. He said, uh, he "said y'all run at Gulf Coast?" I said, "Yes, sir." Whole, he said, "Y'all run a lot?" I said, "Yes, sir." He goes, "Well, we don't here." I was like, "All right, well, give me the papers. I'll sign up." Yeah. But uh, no, man, it's just it's something special about this place. Uh, you know, I've had some other schools interested, and um, it was just it was a feeling. You know what I mean? People always say like you'll feel something about it and that's exactly what I felt I pulled out of the parking lot here and got on the phone with my dad I was like I don't know what it is about this school but I just have this feeling in my gut and you know some events happened and I just ended up here so I firmly believe that I was meant to be here awesome now obviously you came in you joined uh, the Choctaws pitching staff right away um, last season kind of walk me through what is it like transitioning as a transfer and obviously MC's got a, got a number of transfers but also a lot of four-year players what is it kind of like jumping in you know halfway through your college career jumping into a new team is there, is there any kind of transition transition that takes place or anything like that oh man I mean uh it's I mean I guess you could say it's kind of like Juco in a way I mean you just spent two years with some guys and now you got you know a whole new set of guys to spend two years with um biggest transition I would say is practice hours <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> coming in here you know you got a set amount of practice hours you can't wait versus junior college you are just rolling all day until <laughs> they, they you don't know have time to run you as much exactly <laughs> exactly so there's no limit there but uh I definitely say the practice hours and um just I'd say the hitters man honestly is what's different and the speed of the game you know the game speeds up a little bit but just really the hitters uh this is the main thing I noticed from junior college to here you know uh, in junior college, you go guys that are can go to the next level, or you can you can kind of tell. You know, like for me, one of my biggest things is my slider. I can throw my slider mm -hmm. to any guy in JUCO, and they're just about going to swing at it. Versus here, you got to be a little bit more accurate because they'll be like, "Oh, that's not a strike." Yeah, uh, so a little bit more of more more of the thinking side of things rather than just overpowering everybody. Exactly for exactly. sure. Um, so last year, I mean, you had a, you had a really successful season in your first year here at MC. Um, you slotted in r really nicely in that rotation. You made 16 starts for MC last year, picked up seven wins, threw over 100 innings, which is, first of all, have you had thrown 100 innings in a season? That's pretty pretty impressive. <laughs> Not that I know, know <laughs> about before, um, but yeah, that was definitely impressive. And um, I, Zach Ingram came up to me after the season. He's, I think he said, man, you were like an inning in the third or something like that away from the all-time inning record at MC. I, I was like, know. man. Was, uh, <laughs> Coach, I could have thrown I know, more. right? And it's crazy because I had one I had one start uh, get canceled due to a rain out last year. And I was yeah. like, man, if I just got that one, if I just went that extra inning, that one game, you know what I mean? It's just it's funny. But For sure. That was um, fun, man. Yeah, and he, I mean, fun. just the imp more impressive stuff. 95 strikeouts, almost a strikeout per inning average. Uh, you held hitters under 260 average, which is which is pretty impressive. But what was kind of like being on that rotation? Because I think last season, obviously the MC baseball team took a huge step forward last season. But I think our pitching staff surprised a lot of people. Um, with you, Zach Ingram, um, had, had some quality seniors as well on that staff. 
But what was it? I mean, was was it kind of a feeling amongst the starting pitching, uh, the guys, the, the guys in that rotation, that this is something you know special? That we got kind of hot there at the end, or at the end of the year, y'all really kind of just y'all had something going on. I don't really yeah. know how to describe it, but y'all just seem to have something going on. Man, it's. I mean, I don't know. We just uh, we bonded well together. You know what I mean? And you always hear about team chemistry uh, with uh, teams and stuff like that. And I will say that me, Zach, and Mullis, you know, we just had each other's back and just enjoyed being around each other. And I feel like that leads to a lot of success with the team but also like I said I mean knowing that you know uh, you're going to go out there and do your job and you can you know the next guy's going to do his job and all that stuff so um, yeah I mean last year I, I feel like yeah we over exceeded some expectations um, just because we didn't have the arms that everyone thought we should have you know because we went in the regional uh, conference with like 10 arms maybe mm -hmm. 11 mm -hmm. arms you know, and three of them are starters, so you got a few relievers there. But um, but I feel like we did we did really well with what we had. Um, one thing we, we like to ask we we asked Tommy we asked Billy uh, about internal competition. We asked Billy about his internal competition with Blaine being the three four hitters yeah. in the lineup. Uh, is there kind of an internal competition between the pitching staff? I mean, oh, absolutely. And you go out there, you know, okay, you know, Zach just did this or. Uh, whoever started the day before did this, this. It's my turn to go out there and improve upon that. That's right. I mean, especially for me, um, you know. You love your guys, but also at the same time you're competing with them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's and that's one thing too. Why why you a pitching staff will do so well is if you have that competitive amongst yourselves. You know, well, hey, uh, Zach just went out and did seven innings, five hits. Well, guess what? I'm gonna go eight innings and go four hits. You know what I mean? So it's a good uh, process for me to for ha have someone go out there and do really well, and then you're gonna compete with them to try to do even better. So. For sure. Um, and then kind of jumping into this year, uh, obviously high expectations for the team this year. Um, y'all set those when y'all, you know, won the conference, knocked Delta State out a couple of times out of the out of the conference tournament and the regional tournament. But you knew you had some high expectations going in. Um, what was that kind of like sh shifting to a team where you know you're, you're more or less you're the top dogs in the conference having mm -hmm. won the tournament the year before? What's that kind of mentality like? Is there is there an added pressure there? What, what does that feel like? Uh, you're talking about as far as playing like one of the top teams in the or Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Top just team being, being, being one of the top teams in the conference and kind of you guys have got the target on your back, so yeah. to speak. Um, What's that like? Oh, man, it's – I mean – it, it can be whatever you make it out to be, you know what I mean? You can have fun and embrace it and enjoy the, you know, everyone Everyone wants a piece of you, you know what I mean? And that's what I enjoy about it is to come out every day and try to play the best ball that we can to show people why we're one of the top teams in the conference, you know what I mean? For sure. Um, and then kind of, you know, I feel like it probably haven't gotten off quite to the start that, that y'all were hoping for this year, 16-12 and 12 overall, 9-5 and five in conference. Right now I believe y'all sit fourth in the GSC, so still sitting definitely, I mean, definitely still in the mix of things. Um, what, what is kind of the, the outlook now, you know, moving forward? What do y'all want to do to right the ship? Um, you know, have you had kind of those internal team talks of, you know, let's, we got to find it, we got to put it together. I mean, you still have a big chunk of conference play left. Um, so, so what is that kind of like, trying to shift it and, and gain some momentum as you move towards the end of the season? Man, honestly, our uh, something that we've really been focusing on here lately, you know, uh, we've I feel like we were putting a lot of pressure on ourselves early on, and that's one thing we've been really trying to stress to each other. You know, hey, we still got a lot of games left. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So there's no reason to be freaking out, but to just relax and have fun with the game. You know, play play the game that we're capable of playing. Stop trying to press. You know what I mean? And I feel like that was a little bit of our problem as far as like a, a slow start to our season. You know, absolutely. You know, everyone, you know, didn't I didn't think we'd be sitting right here right now being 16 and 12, but 
you know, at the same time, the, the season, the rest of the season was whatever we make it out to be. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I, I think it's just, just relaxing and playing, man. And you know what I mean? Just having time yeah, with it. For sure. I mean, I think you're dead on there. Um, <clears throat> just a couple more things. Uh, kind of wanted to talk last year. It seemed like the team had, or at least a pitching staff, a lot of flexibility. You had yeah. guys coming in and out of the bullpen. Uh, you got guys, you know, not necessarily defined roles, so to speak. But this year, it feels like the team has a little bit more of a, a definition um, to, to how the, the pitching staff's made up. Is that it was that kind of like a concentrated effort? Do you think this year to have yeah. your your roles set up? Oh, I wouldn't say necessarily roles set up, but we definitely, uh, I know for a fact that the coaches went out. I mean, because like I said, man, we went to a regional conference last year with you know, 10 or 11 guys, but out of those, you know, four or five of them were saying their arms were hurting, you know, and stuff like that. So it was definitely an effort this year to add on to our pitching staff. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we went out and got another starter, uh, Garrett Hollinghead, and Mm -hmm. we went out and got a whole bunch, you know, relief arms and stuff like that. And a lot of guys that came in for us and I think could help us. So absolutely, uh, you know, transitioning from last year, we definitely concentrated on picking up more pitchers to go even further into the regional conference so that way we had more arms, you know. Awesome. Um, well, Chris, it's, it's been a pleasure. Uh, the Choctaw's baseball team is going to be in action uh, this upcoming weekend. They've got a three-game set against Montevallo Conference play uh, at Frierson Field. First pitch Friday set for 5 p.m. and the doubleheader Saturday with first pitch of the first game set for noon. Uh, Chris, it's been a pleasure having you on. Thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it, man. It's an honor. Feel, feels like an honor to be here. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> As we're kind of wrapping up our episode 19 here, Kenneth, this is your week for the lovely final thought of On The Move. What's your final thought this week? Well, Josh, really quickly, I just want to kind of talk about inauguration. Obviously, it's a big week here at MC, Dr. Blake Thompson being inaugurated as the 20th president of Mississippi College. A lot of stuff going on on campus this week. If you're getting a chance and you're listening to this in time, make sure to be at inauguration tomorrow afternoon. I believe it starts at 4 p.m., um, and then right after you finish, of course, we know, as everybody will, make your way over to Frierson Field or the MC Softball Complex. A couple of games taking place tomorrow evening. But definitely enjoy the moment. It's a, it's a big moment in the school's history. A lot of fun stuff going on this week. Uh, and hopefully a lot of athletic success under newly inaugurated president, Dr. Blake Thompson. It'll be an exciting time. So until next week, that's all we got for you. Go Choctaws.